Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Keck. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trachtenberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Gene Craighead George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. Oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Louis Simon. What kind of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hands. I take care of feral cats. There's a meatball. It's in the house. (laughs) Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller! I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you about to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I yeah, truly can't two. tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Everybody to another edition of Young Persons Radio, your Sunday morning comedy talk program right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I want to welcome everybody listening live, whether that be through RadioFreeBrooklyn.com or, of course, the Radio Free Brooklyn app, which is, I'm told, the app of the season. Everyone's getting in on it. Now is the perfect time if you haven't already. This is the best way to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn programming, both live and and on the go by taking us with you wherever you go. That's available for uh, iOS and, of course, Android, wherever apps can be downloaded. And I haven't mentioned this in a while, but it's, it's you know, it's sort of one of these charmingly old school things that we at the station do. And that is we've got a newsletter for the station that is called, again, my favorite portmanteau ever, Radio. Free Brooklyn. Read EO Free Brooklyn, which you can sign up for at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. And it is the best way to keep up with new programming, upcoming RFB events, interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on RFB swag, and more. Again, that is radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. 
Later. We are the first live talk show of the day here on uh, Talk Show Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We will be followed at 11 o'clock by Two Thumbs Undecided, the movie review show. Then at noon, the Brooklyn conversation with Rosie. Then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to this Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Every possible base is covered, so keep that dial tuned. Keep that player tab open on your browser. Keep the app running in the background all day. Here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Our number, 904-351-0729. If you'd like to call in, that's 904-351-0729. I am your host, Colby Smith. My guest today is a writer whose work has appeared on Joyland, The All, Cosmopolitan, and more. She is the editor-at-large for the film magazine Bright Wall Dark Room. She also writes about classical music for WX, WQXR. And formerly worked as a video editor for The Onion, it's Fran Hoffner. Hi, good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. I Hi. love to talk so much. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you're in the right place. Is it? Is it me or is uh, is your microphone only coming through one channel? Oh. Uh, is that weird? Can you hear that? I don't know if I can. Yeah, I guess I can. All right. Let, maybe we, let's swap that. Let's do the one. Let's do this Ooh, one next Ooh, okay. Okay. Maybe okay. Try that. There we go. Wow. How about this? Wow. A seamless transition. This? Should I keep these headphones or switch it all? No, I think you should keep those. Great. Because those are the good headphones. Great. I love it. I This is uh, this is embarrassing because right before we went on, I said, no, Fran, don't use that microphone. I know. So now our trust, I would say, is a little broken, <laughs> yes. but yeah. we'll been... work the whole hour <laughs> to get through it. I've been outed as a, uh, 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 a tech noob, a Luddite. That's I am, too. Oh, yeah? I you think eat... so? Yeah. Yeah. Go off. <laughs> Go off on how I can't use tech. Um, just always Googling how to do stuff. Oh, and I'm sure. always Googling how to do things I've already Googled oh, yes. how to do. It's always yeah. like, you looked this up two months ago. Yeah. I won't. I desperately need a new MacBook. Mm. But the new ones have all this like new stuff that I don't yeah. trust and don't want to learn. They also have stuff. They don't have stuff that you like, use or yeah, like. Yeah. So I'm very hesitant. Yeah. I ref- I sort of refuse to engage with any yeah. more technological updates. I don't know about you, but I have watched so many like Adobe tutorial videos on mm-hmm. YouTube, like probably more than any other content mm-hmm. on YouTube at this point where it's just Adobe like Adobe tutorials. I'm watching makeup tutorials. Those just okay, yeah. soothe me a lot. Yeah. 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 I, I famously did a, a parody makeup tutorial for MTV once. Wow. Famously. Wow. Famously. <laughs> I'm learning about contouring. Credit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Why not at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a person who's curious about the world. So where did I start? Contouring. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone's doing it. Yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think I'm in the same boat increasingly. I feel like in college, I was all just like, I'm sick of these old people telling us that the internet is bad. And now I'm just like any chance I get to uh, complain about it. I will Totally. Pay. It's all poison. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter, you on Twitter? I know yeah, you are. I don't know yeah. why I'm asking you. No, I am. I already know the I'm a lot to. less on it than I used to be. Mm, yeah. Because I was in like a nine to five job setup. So yeah. it was like I had to have Twitter open and a oh pinned tab all day. Yes. And I would go in and out of phases where I would try to deactivate and someone would be like, well, you missed this story. I was like, okay, I guess because I don't want the New York Times notif- push notifications. No. So I guess I'd rather have Twitter. Yeah. Because maybe I see a joke. Yes. But, um, yeah, now that I don't have to be on it, really, I keep a, I have a timer on it on my 
Oh, really? I have a Chrome extension that cuts oh, gotcha. me off after 25 minutes. Oh, that's oh, so you're it's on like it's on you're going to the actual website. You're not like on your phone. Doing um, it? I have it on my phone, but yeah. only to draft. Okay, okay. I just have sort of a folder of drafts of me. Um, yeah, you know, talking shit, doing this- subtweets, <laughs> <laughs> getting mad. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of getting mad, should we talk Oscars? Oh yeah, we can talk Oscars. <laughs> We right. We didn't have a show last week, but we oh, one yeah. right before that was like our big uh, Oscar uh, predictions mm-hmm. show. I feel like I'm not that mad. Okay, I'm not mad about Green Book. Look, Green Book, Fran. I know. Well, I like. I'm so nervous to say how I feel about Green Book because it's very unpopular. But um, oh my god, which isn't to say. Okay, Green Book is reprehensible. Okay. I had a fine time watching oh, it. I'm so... I'm... <laughs> I had a totally fine time. You know, I yeah. I saw it before, like, the big wave of mm. people being really mad about it. Yes. And I saw it with my whole family over Thanksgiving. Right. And I was like, you know what? Fine. This oh. is like a Pixar movie for baby boomers, <laughs> I guess. Um, It just really feels like it's for kids. Oh, yeah. And... I think Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali are both incredible in uh-huh. it, which really does save a lot of it. Sure. It's very offensive. But yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll just lean back and I'll watch this. That's fine. And it doesn't surprise me at all. That I, I feel like picture. it's been ruined for me a little bit. So I was like a little slow on seeing it because I remember seeing the trailer uh, and just being like, well, this movie looks awful. I'm mm-hmm. not like uh, next, you know, mm-hmm. and then. It was like getting all this awards buzz and that's when all the like the backlash started. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, well, now I feel like I have to see it, but also can never see it and yeah. like and like give it the same like benefit of the doubt that I would had I just seen it right away. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah. I saw it so quickly that I yeah. sort of didn't have time to be mad about it. I also I would have been so much more upset if Bohemian Rhapsody had won Best oh, sure. Picture. So yeah. I'm just like relieved that that yeah. didn't that winning the awards that it won. Yeah. Was like my center point of anger. Yeah. Everything else is like, this seems typical. Yeah. It's now, uh, because of his, his lead actor performance, one means every celebrity who's ever done the Jimmy Fallon lip sync thing should be eligible for an Oscar. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Have you seen the like cursed video of him going around Twitter? Which one? Of him, of Rami doing, I think it, someone told me it was for a hotel thing. He's just saying what he's a fan of. Oh my God. I haven't in seen sort of this we, one, it I can't find it in full anymore. It got taken down. Uh, but it's right, him sort of going like, I'm a fan of Freddie Mercury. I'm a fan of random encounters. <laughs> I'm a fan of poetry. And it's like all so even handed and Ugh. scary. It's very scary. Yeah. I felt like he was so unlikable in his acceptance speech. Yeah. Where he just got up and he was like, I don't know, just the whole tone of it was just like, well, okay. Yeah. He's he's sort of an odd one. I don't really have a frame of reference for him because I never yeah. watched Mr. Robot. No, me neither. I know him from Short Term 12, which he has yeah. like six lines in. <laughs> um, Yeah. What a, I'll, that movie, I'm like, I'll never see it. No, no. Do the, you like Queen? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'll listen to them on Spotify yeah. like everyone <laughs> yeah. else. <laughs> Yeah, it is a weird one. It's also just I've I've heard that it is like just so inaccurate in terms of it's just like like yeah. the basic facts of the band's life. Uh, but I've also I mean, since we're talking about clips from it, have you seen the one that's like this is the movie that won best editing? Mm-hmm. Just, oh my this god, this is totally incoherent scene. I've seen that, and I've seen the one that I also think got taken down, 
where he, as Freddie, is like longhand writing a song and nodding and being like, that's really good, Um, (laughs) which I was obsessed with because I was like, this is me writing, writing my fiction. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, That scene I relate to, but I sort of cannot believe that's in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. That should the whole movie should just be him congratulating himself for how talented he is. Yeah, and for how catchy all the Queen songs are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe I've done it again. Yeah. Did you see First Reformed? Yeah, that was my favorite movie of last year. Oh, me too. I love that movie. I loved it. That movie gave me nightmares. It still gives me nightmares. Oh, I saw it at Nighthawk at like four in the afternoon and mm-hmm. left just like shook. Yes. So I I saw it back when I lived in Chicago, but I spent uh-huh. the whole morning and early afternoon at the beach and then went to a four o'clock showing. Oh, my God. And then it just ruined the rest of my day. I was with a friend and we we just we were going to have dinner after that. Yeah. And we spent the whole dinner kind of just staring at each other. Oh. And then an old coworker walked past the restaurant we were at. We were sitting outside and we like couldn't have a conversation with him. We were yeah. like, we just saw First Reformed. <laughs> we don't know what to do with ourselves. We can't talk about it. Um, I know. And then I just, I thought about it all year. And yeah, I also, when I came out of that 4 p.m. showing, I was like, this is the bleakest thing I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. And then I rewatched it over the holidays. And I was like, it's also sort of hopeful. The ending is super hopeful. Yeah. The Not ending, to give it away for folks. I think that. the ending is so beautiful. I, me too. Me too. Um, But also makes me want to like tear off my skin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that movie. I can't believe Ethan Hawke. I know. Well, even that's why I bring it up is like, that's who I thought was for sure going to get. Uh, yeah. at least nominated but i guess after like him or he or bradley cooper i think yeah. should have had that in the bag yeah yeah did you like a star is born yeah of course yeah me too we did a whole star is born episode good on it's show. when people don't like star is born i'm like grow up i know what seriously you, like what do you want Who are you trying to impress yeah it's, yeah it's the kind of movie that's just like it's fun it's fun to watch this movie yeah and i think it's exciting when someone's directorial debut is really good yes yeah, and it was. Yeah, it was like very shorthanded in a way that I didn't expect. Absolutely. Yeah, the 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 scene where he uh you know uh kills himself uh and it's like all the lights are going on outside the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. Like, yeah, this, this is what's not to love about this. <laughs> you love that garage. You gotta I love, love that lights. Garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get enough of lights. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes, that shallow performance at the Oscars. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's special. That's the one. Oh, I loved watching them flirt. I, when he sits down at the piano next to her, I was shocked. It's amazing. I was like, so what's going, what's happening? I saw him like move the mic stand. I was like, oh boy, yeah. we're going to get something he big. He so confidently moves the mic stand. Yeah. Like the way a seasoned yes. comedian would. I, uh, <laughs> I love, uh, I, was, I was so overwhelmed. Oh man, it was great. That and was she fun. was saying, she was on, I watched Gaga and Kimmel. Uh-huh. And she was saying he directed that whole sequence, too, at the Oscars. Oh, really? Oh, I'm wow. like, he should have been up there <laughs> accepting something. Don't you feel like he kind of burned his goodwill, though, in like the lead up to all the awards? I do think that is what happened. I listened to a couple different like film podcasts that have uh-huh. been trying to figure out why Star is Born was not more successful like on yeah. the awards circuit. And yeah. they really think like Bradley rubbed some he people the wrong way. Yeah. 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 I don't know, though. I'm, I'm excited sort of 10 years from now for people to... Say what happened there. Yeah, yeah. We'll get the whole story in like the oral history later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that's a good movie. There were good movies last year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just before beforehand reading your uh, every movie I watched in 2018 list. Yeah, I yeah. always keep a meticulous list. Yeah, that's that's a fun practice. 
It's really nice. And because I don't always want to tweet about every movie, but sometimes right. I just think about something way later. Things grow. And I think that's a nice space to be like, you know, there's movies I saw last year, like The Writer, that so many of my friends love. Yeah. And we're like, that's so beautiful. And I saw like a week after I saw Lean on Pete, which I didn't really like that much. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think this is good. It just gives me a space to be like, I think this is good. I maybe didn't like it. I was in a weird mood. Yeah. That's me. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, uh, Bright Wall Dark Room for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Because it feels like the kind of uh, uh, site that like used to be everywhere on totally. the web and now is just kind of this like like beacon of a not a bygone era but of like uh it gives you a, a place to like write long form about movies yeah and uh, about yourself yeah in relation to art yeah i think it was born out of tumblr which is mm. i miss tumblr so much yeah. um but i not enough to want to go back and be yeah. regularly <laughs> doing it but that era of just constantly writing about yourself yes i do, i do miss and i think is good now i get it's like i journal Right. And I guess that's for me only. Right. <laughs> but I, I love what Bright Wall Dark Room does. And mm-hmm. I've been with them now five years mm-hmm. or like writing for them and in sort of my editing role, which is like not really a role. But right. um, every month, something so special mm-hmm. goes up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your piece on Mission Impossible Fallout, mm-hmm. uh, if I may say masterful wow <laughs> thank you so much Well, because it's also about it's about uh, uh the death wish and also free solo and it's just like it's weaving these these things together in a way that's very uh compelling yeah it's wild to watch i mean both free solo and mission impossible are movies where you're realizing in real time that you're gonna probably live to see these people die yes. from the things they do <laughs> um and it's really harrowing yeah and I thought a lot about what I wanted to write about for their end of year issue because I always do that one. Mm. And there's movies I felt so passionately about, like First Reformed and Support the Girls I love mm-hmm. as well, which is a much less death oriented type of movie. But I was just really interested in like the spectatorship of death and mm. all the people I know on Twitter who are always like, I want to die. I'm ready to die. Son, please explode. And, <laughs> and I got into that bad habit, which is the essays about talking about being like real kill myself hours yeah. um, where it was just about like me sending dumb texts to people. But oh, yeah. um, it was like a habit I went in and out of that. I got very self-conscious about mm. as a habit and I've tried to curb. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's good. It might know. not be. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm like ready to live. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's March and I'm ready to live. Yeah. It's nice out. It is kind of nice out today. Uh, 904-351-0729 is our number. That's 904-351-0729 if you'd like to call in. Now, one thing about First Reform before we move on. Oh, yeah. Have you heard any interview with Paul Schrader? Yeah, I listened to his A24 podcast interview with Sofia Coppola. So, okay, go on. I, I mean, there are two things I remember from it. He has the world's most gravelly voice. Yes. I kind of can't listen to him for I a long time. Can't. I want to so badly, but I can't. I listen, I tried to listen to that also, and I was just like, I don't know if I can do an hour. Well, then maybe you heard the part that I think about constantly, which is like her first question to him yeah. is her being like, is Ethan Hawke okay at the end of the movie? Yeah. And he's just like, what? Like, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so sweet that she asked that. Um yeah. Yeah. I like her a lot too. Yeah, where's where's she been? I don't know. 
She, uh, has I she guess done Beguiled anything? kind of I was just, just came say, out. Since, since The Beguiled, I don't think I've heard anything. I don't know. That movie's good. I didn't see it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that movie's good, but yeah. I think it's very similar to Lady Macbeth. Mm. And that was another one of those where I saw Beguiled. I was like, this is great. And then I saw Lady Macbeth. I was like, oh, this <laughs> one, one is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but both are very competent and good. And you know what I love about The Beguiled is mm. like, it's like 85 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll love to see that. Yeah. You know, it was like that this year for me. Cold War. Cold War. You're in and you're out. In and out. Done. In and out. That movie's great. I really liked it. I, I did really not like it the it. first time I saw it Ooh. and saw it again and was like, okay, it's good. I was captivated. Well, I saw the same day I saw Beale Street. And I know okay. yeah. from your interview with Jamie that you were both kind of lukewarm. Didn't if, love Beale Street. Although I love, I love Beale Street. The lack of awards attention it got kind of made me like it more in a way mm-hmm. where I was just like. I was like, I liked it. I didn't love it. But I was like, well, we're not going to shut this thing out, though. I mean, there were some very good things about it. We shut it out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I saw those movies the same day at New York Film Fest. Uh-huh. And it just sort of, I was like, Cold War's empty. Beale Street's got all the love. Like, this oh, yeah. is how love is. Uh, yeah. And I just had to see Cold War, like, on a different day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is my favorite thing. Yeah. It oh my god! It's the uh, rock around the clock sequence in Cold War is so astounding, it's unbelievable, and that that final line just crushed me. Where mm-hmm. they're just like the view is better, the view, the view might be better over there. It's just like oh my god! Yeah, Ugh, I love them. Killer. Yeah, great, great I can't play. wait for like one of them to show up as like a villain in a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> yeah. Now I feel like that's what always happens <laughs> to a successful sort of foreign. Yeah. language film yeah 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 actors. or like leah Seydoux was like oh the last God. bond girl this yeah like, here we go all right yeah <laughs> leah Seydoux. hope she's doing well i hope so too they had no chemistry inspector Who? oh none her and uh dan craig i gotta say i'll just say this i hate daniel craig you hate daniel craig i, I really him. i love daniel craig why he's so he's charmless i feel oh i think he's so charming oh interesting okay here we maybe go. not as bond okay yeah but i'm also yeah. i just watched casino royale for the first time this week. oh yeah, it's on netflix it's on netflix yeah. i ride really hard for skyfall i think skyfall is not only like an amazing bond movie but just uh-huh. like a great movie about yeah. hating your job um yeah. yes <laughs> i think it's just like his, he hates being bond and it's so visible oh yeah Absolutely. but he's very charming it in casino. just gets like more and more visible like i feel like inspector he is like refusing to act yeah for most of it yeah but i love him in like logan lucky sure yeah i've seen him be really good did you see this movie layer cake no from years ago years for years i have a close friend who's been like you have to watch layer cake yeah he's very good in that yeah i'm um, excited to see what he does post bond yeah He's also doing like a lot of theater. He's done like a lot of New York theater. That's great. Uh, which I think is cool. I would love to see him on stage. <laughs> I really like him. I, I have no beef with him. Go and throw tomatoes at him. No, don't it's do Not that. my bond. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> whenever ev- everyone's like, who's the new bond going to be? Yeah. I just, I don't do, I don't want to be like, we don't need James Bond anymore, but I, mean, I also, I don't know what it is or who it's for anymore. Right. I mean, I, as a like, since childhood, huge James Bond fan, feel like we should just stop. Yeah, or like take a break for yeah. just a while. Take a break, let it reset, and then maybe do one in like 10 years. Yeah. And do then you... it's like, oh, fun throwback. A new yeah. Bond? I didn't want, no, I wanted this. Mm-hmm. Do you think about how like we're probably going to live to see like some reboot of Harry Potter? That's yeah. how I feel about it. It's just I've sort never of like, thought about that, but you're so right. We probably are. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to remake those. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, yeah, just take that kind of break. Yes. Like 35 years. <laughs> um, 
Um, and then we'll just see it differently. Yeah. Yeah. But right now it's just like, I feel like he, he, especially like in the Daniel Craig movies is just like this avatar of like, like every, even like what he wears and like everything is just like, oh, this is for like young, like financial district, like bros yeah, who like yeah, are yeah. fresh out of communication school. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, like fancy themselves like dandies or it's like, it's for like people who think mixology is a thing that to be interested totally. in. Totally. Uh, I don't know. It's like all these traffics that were like very like sexy and exotic in like the 1960s are mm-hmm. just like they've been co-opted by the like, the ruling class and it's like it's not fun to live in that world anymore totally you know like it, it is fun when you're like a child <laughs> yeah this is but, like uh, my high school boyfriend yeah. uh, or ex-boyfriend i guess uh is a consultant and his i'm not on facebook anymore but the last i was aware his cover photo on facebook was a picture of his passport and a glass of white wine <laughs> and that's like who james bond is for i uh, guess 100 percent uh, where I'm just like, all right, like it's crazy to have James Bond as gender is ending. Yes, yeah, it's really just like where it's all at. <laughs> well, I feel like you've seen it in the last like several movies. It's like they're they're really going out of their way to like tone down the like sex romance side of it and yeah. go like much harder on like the gritty action side, which uh, I do understand. Oh, I mean, but then yes. there's like so much less to work with. I know it makes them less fun. <laughs> then it's just like any other any other thing yeah i don't know there's a uh there's a fun romance in like a couple of them there's one um there's one called not to not to go too nerdy on it but there's one called the living daylights from okay. the 80s with timothy dalton playing sure. bond and there's a whole sequence like 45 minutes into the movie where he and the 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 female lead like just have time to kill while they wait for bond's contact to show up in vienna and there's just a montage of them like Going around Vienna in like a horse-drawn carriage oh and like God. riding the Ferris wheel that's in third before man. sunrise. Said, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh my! And it's like orchestral score, you know, is going. And I was like, I this love- is great. This yeah. is like a little rom com. Yeah, he should hang more. He should hang more. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about those old ones. It can't all be go go go. No, you gotta rest, rest, rest. Sometimes <laughs> he does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. If you'd like to call in this morning on Young Persons Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, Colby Smith, and my guest, Fran Hoffner. Now, let's talk Nancy Myers. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I noticed this uh, on your list uh, mm-hmm. of, of movies you watched last year. Yeah. I really think Something's Gotta Give is great. Yeah, that's an amazing movie. I think And I've awesome. never seen it. It's very, I mean, I've seen it maybe seven times. Oh my gosh. I just love I it. I think about it constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was very annoyed. One of my professors at school started sort of ragging on Jack Nicholson and I felt very defensive. Oh yeah. I maybe love specifically him. because I, I love him in general, but yeah. specifically because of something's got to give. I'm like, he knows what he is. Oh yeah. And he's very willing to make fun of it. Yeah. It's like, who else do you want playing that role too? No one. Right. You want him. Yeah. Uh, I love that old movie. Man. Me too. Me yeah, too. Blank Check, which is a film podcast that I love and have been lucky enough oh, to sure. be on a With, couple uh, times. Griffin Newman. And yeah, Fusio. Griffin Newman and David Sims. Yes. yes. And uh, yeah, I went on for the holiday episode, but I was missing three Nancy movies. So oh, yeah. I watched Something's Gotta Give oh. and was like, because I've always been like, the holiday is the best one, which it's not. The holiday is <laughs> the holiday is bad, but also perfect. Yeah. But then to watch Something's Gotta Give and be like, oh, this is 
actually good. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, I mean, talk about Bradley Cooper, uh, uh, Lady Gaga flirting. There's some grade A flirting. Oh, my God. Gotta give. Keanu. Keanu. There's all the scene where they're like uh, about to make pancakes, but then Amanda Peet comes home and uh, he's just like, you don't want to make pancakes anymore. He's oh, like so disappointed. All their little like late night kitchen stuff is oh, so I good. It. I love it. Old people bonding about not being able to sleep as well as they used to is just like so sweet and so romantic and so sad. Yeah, it also captures this very like early 2000s optimism about uh, the internet age that I think is very cute Mm -hmm. now where they're just like they're IMing each other. Yeah. (laughs) Like from different rooms in the house. I was like, what what would they have now? I guess they'd just be texting. Yeah. I was like, are they on Slack now? (laughs) (laughs) They on just like an in-house Slack. Yeah. It's also uh, a great character detail is that Jack Nicholson's character like owns a hip hop label very bizarre (laughs) not unrealistic just bizarre and unexplored yeah 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 and he gives her this whole monologue about how rap is like poetry (laughs) so weird it's very goofy i watched all those i watched home again also her daughter's movie i haven't seen home again home again is crazy yeah i mean in a fun way oh yeah okay oh yeah because it is nancy's daughter Mm. trying to make a Nancy Myers movie. Okay. And one of my friends described it as like when your cat brings you a dead animal and is like, <laughs> look what I did for you. <laughs> That's sort of the energy that it has. Um, oh, like, please God. love me, mom. Yeah. And it it both like works perfectly and doesn't work at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got to see it now. It's, <laughs> it's so, kind it's of a so weirdly great. good pitch. It's so great. And yeah. the young, like the three young boys in it who are like film filmmakers in uh-huh. quotes, uh, have made this black and white short that you only ever see bits and pieces of and trying to just like figure out what this short is and is supposed to be about. Everyone's like, it's so raw and moving. Uh-huh. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> like, what is it? <laughs> Very bizarre movie. Fun to think of them making Roma. Yeah. Oh, God. Like showing everyone Roma on their iPads. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you see The Intern? Yeah. Uh-huh. I watched them all. Um, Intern's good for the most part, I think. Yeah. I like it. Um, just all the stuff with Anne and I mean, De Niro's amazing. It's yeah. like the best De Niro's been in recent oh, memory. Absolutely. Yeah. And all the stuff with him and Anne, like they play off each other really well. Yeah. And anything that doesn't work in that movie is like everything else. Yes. Yeah. All Wor- the, like, the workaholic. I was just going to bring him up. Yeah. He, he to me at this point is a marker of like, all right, this is where I tune out in the, in the movie. Yeah. I don't want to see any of He's, them. Uh, 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 silver screen poison Adam Devine. Yeah. 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 I just get anxious to see him. I know. I only like one of the workaholics and it's the one who's not in that movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, Blake. The big tall one? No, I like long hair. Okay. Long hair mustache. Yeah. Durs. Durs is in. Yes. In turn two. Yeah. 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 I don't like that. And I rewatched It's Complicated, which I saw in theaters. Me too. Sitting between with my parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why did I see that with my family? I, I remember uh, there's like a scene very early on where you see Meryl Streep's house for the mm-hmm. first time. And she has this like big kitchen. Mm-hmm. And the audience audibly gasped. There's, it's oh. so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is who this is for. It's like it's like old people. Uh, it's like uh, um like, you know how Call Me By Your Name is vacation porn? Totally, this yeah. Is like, this is like uh, homeowner porn. Absolutely, yeah. So I like can't connect to it in that yeah. level where I'm like, I'll never have this. It'll be too many repairs. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I saw it with my parents and then I rewatched I rewatched it stoned and mm. was very emotionally affected by it. Oh, I was like, by, by this complicated? Yeah. Okay. Where I was like, don't go back with your ex-husband. Like, you've worked so hard to move past this. Yeah. 
don't do it. You're you're slipping into all your old habits. <laughs> Just really sort of like invested in the narrative. It's uh, the funniest love triangle ever, I think. Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin. <sighs> yeah, but competing. Steve Martin is so wasted in it. Yeah. He doesn't get anything fun to do. Yeah, he's like pathetic. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the movie doesn't know that Steve Martin is hot. Uh-huh, yeah. Like Steve Martin is so handsome. I mean, young Steve Martin had like a jawline. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a, he looked like a, like a, his name was Brock or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And he's like no schlub now either. Sure, yeah. And they're just like, no, he's just sort of a big wimp. And I was like, that's crazy. And I don't believe this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He should be like Keanu Reeves's in yeah. Somebody's Gotta Give. Very confident. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Taking her to dinner. Yeah. Showing up with the flowers. A handsome doctor. Yeah. And he's an architect, but he cries all the time. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think architecture is, I heard someone say this recently and I'd never thought about it. Do you think architecture is like to today what advertising was to the 60s? Of just like the hip job? Yeah, probably. I feel like it kind of, I don't know what else it would be other yeah. than that. But it's also like, I don't know any architects, really. No, they have, they keep it themselves. Yeah, they must. <laughs> like where, where I know are one they? in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But not here. I know one through like, through people yeah but it's like he's so far away right yeah maybe i know too i don't know yeah a friend of someone i went to college with i feel like designs outdoor lighting <laughs> for like cities uh-huh like park lamps that's pretty cool and i was like that's a wild job <laughs> i get like i yeah. guess that is someone's what a job specific skill set yeah he's be. like i'm working on all these new lamps yeah yeah okay when, when i had um jury duty years ago wow the guy who was the foreman on our on our, uh, our our jury was like a guy who was like you know like our age and uh he was like what? yeah i went to f huh that's just cool i've yeah. never i've been summoned but never served oh okay yeah you should go it's great i want to <laughs> i think i would be good in court you just like weren't chosen for the jury um in chicago at least uh -huh. i would get it i'd get the summons and then it's like you call a day ahead of time to see if they even need you Oh, I see. And if you're in like one half of the alphabet, sometimes they're just like, don't even bother. Yeah. And so I've never even like made it to the courthouse. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Very, but I would like to do it. I think I would have a great time. Do you vote in the local elections here? Yeah. I, have I think to get, that's how they get you. Yeah. I had to get a Jersey license for school. Oh, sure. Yeah. To get in state. So maybe I'll serve in Jersey. Yeah. I mean, at, at least in New York, if you get called, you have to like show. I think you can defer it once or twice, but oh, then you've yeah. got to like show up. I want to show up. Yeah. I want to participate. This is what I, this is like what I'm here for in America. <laughs> yes. And yeah. like in New Jersey, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be a mob. True. Thing. True. Yeah. You know, a big yeah. Rico thing or <laughs> something. I finished The Sopranos last year. So oh, you did? Oh, cool. Yeah. This was my moving to New Jersey thing. I was like, I'm going to do all of The Sopranos nice. for the yeah. first time. Yeah. Woke up this morning. I miss it so ah! much. <laughs> the second I was done, I was just like, I have to start over. <laughs> it's great. It's so funny, too. It's so funny. I feel like this is a thing people, like, take for granted about it. It's just, like, it's so funny. It's so funny. And growing up, my parents were, like, they didn't watch, but they would maybe catch episodes every now and yeah. then. Yeah. And they were, like, it's so violent. It's disgusting. Yes. And this is just sort of, like, Midwestern, sure. wholesome, like, not getting it. But I feel so, like, 
beat down by the world that I was like, this is this is ironic and it's funny <laughs> and it's wry. Yeah. It's not gross at all. Right. Well, its reputation is like the first like dark, gritty male anti-hero mm-hmm. drama, which like I guess it is, but it's so much more than that. Yeah, you know? totally. Uh, I love it. It you was know? so it had such a good time and I'm in such a kind of in a weird TV desert. Yeah. Out of it because I don't really know what I want to watch now. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie asked me this when she was on the show, so I'll ask you. Which character do you think you are on The Sopranos? Um, do I think I am? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So hard to say. Because <laughs> I know who my favorite is, but I don't think I'm her. Oh. My favorite is Rosalie April. Oh, sure. I might be her. <laughs> um, that's a great answer. I love her so much. When she she and Carmela go to Paris, that's like a top five oh, yeah. episode for that's me. That's awesome. Yeah. When Carmela's like, we haven't talked about your dead kid. And she's like, we're on vacation. <laughs> Maybe that is me, because when I'm on vacation, like, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I love uh, that conversation. She's like tearing up. She's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, we're just doing one nice thing. Yeah. Uh, Jamie said she was Christopher. I, I mean, I love Christopher. Yeah. Yeah. I said I was Polly Walnuts. I thought about Polly. <laughs> like Polly, I'm also very partial to manicures. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, I love Polly. I was so worried about Polly the whole final season. I know. And he uh he got by. Yeah. Rare rare getting by. Yes. <laughs> uh 904-351-0729 is our number. Uh 904-351-0729. I feel like it's high time people start calling this thing. I know. Are people sleeping in? Maybe everyone be. was at the club. Everybody was at the Oh yeah, let's talk about. <laughs> I went to the club. <laughs> Here to announce I went to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Rare for you, you said? So rare. I love to go to bed at 11:30 p.m. Mm, okay. I don't like to go out. Okay. Uh, I don't like crowds. Okay. I don't really drink. Okay. Which is not like a political thing, but uh, I get migraines and it's a trigger for uh, me. Yes. So I really gamble. Yeah. When I do it. Yeah. But I went out. I had uh-huh. one Jack and Coke. <laughs> Crazy. I was like, I haven't had alcohol probably since October. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it was Abonite at Mercury Lounge. Yeah. Mostly gals. Yeah. A couple of sort of very heterosexual couples. Okay. Like. Fun. Guy in Patagonia vest, oh, that sort of like fi- finance. Where I'm like, why get out? Yeah, this don't be on you. stage. Oh, they were on stage. Yeah, this couple, and it's like they were like not in 70s clothes. Ugh. They were not buying in. Um, but it started what? at 11:30 p.m. What? And I went with my buddy, who's like a couple years older than me, and uh-huh. we at like 10 p.m. were like, oh my god, what? How are we gonna fucking do this? Like. <laughs> I had my like late night espresso. Yeah. Oh yeah. The night coffee. The night coffee. Big fan of the night coffee. We had the night coffee and I think it was going to go till 2 a.m. And okay. we were like, we're leaving at 1.30. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we did. Good. We got there on time. We left at 1.30. <laughs> we waited to hear all the ABBA songs that we like. Then we're out. Yeah. What was the big one? Did they do gimme, gimme, gimme? Yeah. <laughs> that's not a big did. one for us. I think we really like Waterloo. Oh, Waterloo. I think great. that's the best sequence in Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Yes. Yeah. Which we both love. We both love. That movie is amazing. It's incredible. That's it's so wild. I made so I saw it in theaters. My parents saw it in theaters. My brother did not see it. We watched it as a family over the holidays because uh-huh. we just were all talking about it so much. My brother was like, I haven't seen the first one. I don't know what the deal is with this. Yeah. He sort of 
he gasped everything I gasped at, and I felt so such a profound kinship to him. I was so happy. Yeah. He bought in 100%. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Someone pointed this out. It wasn't me, but the, there's a shot in it where, like, all the... All of her suitors are arriving at the island near the end. Mm-hmm. And there's a shot of Colin Firth doing the like Titanic, yeah. like arms outstretched thing with Stellan Sarsgaard like holding him. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone was like, I really don't think anyone told them to do that. No, I think they just did it. <laughs> Everyone's just having a blast. I think Colin Firth should have been nominated for an Oscar for Mamma Mia. For that movie? Yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> he's amazing. What's well, like that? That that uh, Yeah, he's. He's great. <laughs> He's so funny. That movie, the credits of that movie where the old versions and the young versions uh-huh. dance with each other. I'm like, that's the most beautiful thing <laughs> I've seen. Like, what if you could dance with the old version of you I just for say, three minutes? You know how you do the Spotify like end of the year thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Trooper that they're singing at the end is like, that was on my. Uh, that's great. That was like high it, on my list. I think it might have been on mine, too. Yeah, because it starts with Cher. Starts with Cher. And then Cher does the the whole album of ABBA covers that came out yeah. months later. I respect that she did that, but I don't need it. Oh, I, I listen to it all you the time. You need it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it good? I didn't think I needed it, but now I don't want to live without it. All right. That's a good endorsement. <laughs> the only thing she does that uh, that uh, we don't like is she does like a slowed down version of, um, I think, One of Us. Okay. And I don't like the slowed down, uh, the slowed down covers. Of yeah. Stuff, I don't. I was thinking about that on the way over because... I feel like Dancing Queen gets kind of slowed down sometimes yeah, yeah. or turned into like a sad song. Right. And the original is quick. Yeah. It oh. trucks. Oh, yeah. It's faster than you think it is. Even. Totally. And yeah. I was struck by that last night where I was like, did they speed this up? Yeah. But yeah. it's like, no, it's a really upbeat song. Stop yeah. slowing Dancing Queen down. <laughs> That's not what it is. <laughs> I feel like in college, I loved slowed down versions of songs. Oh, for sure. I mean, it is a very like pretentious thing to be into where it's just like, no, this is what the song is saying. I feel like I listened to this like piano version of Passion Pit's Sleepyhead. Oh, really? They did. They did their sort of like acoustic version. And I was like, wow. Uh To be tired. There is a. So sad. There's uh, there's like a slowed down. I forget who does it. God damn it. There's a slowed down version of Bittersweet Symphony. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't even have like the the synth line that everyone loves. Yeah. Uh, and it's oh, my God, it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I can't even conceptualize that. I Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll try yeah. and look it up <laughs> in the time that we have left. Uh, speaking of the time that we have left. Yeah. Fran Hoffner. Yep. I think this is the perfect opportunity to segue into what is this show's only recurring segment. Sure. This is a, a series of questions uh, uh, developed uh, over years of study of the world's uh, Amazing. greatest interviewers. Okay. Uh, Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where the list stops. Yep. This is the Young Persons Radio guest questionnaire. All right. Question number one. All right. Who is an actor or actress who every time they come on screen, you find yourself going, oh, neat. Tom Hollander. Do you know Tom Hollander? No. He's like the villain in like the later two Pirates of the Caribbean movies, two and three. He's like a short British character actor. He's in. in oh the loop. yes, this guy. I he love. He was this just man. in um the with a, the Sandra Bullock Netflix uh, Bird Box. I've heard this. Yeah. I haven't seen Bird Box. You know what he's also in? Oh, you simply must. He's in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my god! And it's crazy. I won't see it because I love him. I just saw Gosford Park at Metrograph. Ah. Uh, okay. 
I love Gosford Park. Gosford Park's amazing. So let me just say. And he's in there eating say. his little jam with his little spoon? Yes. <laughs> I so, so, okay. I saw Gosford Park for the first time last year. I just rented it on Amazon mm-hmm. and I watched it on my fucking laptop. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And then late weeks ago, even. I was talking about it. We were talking about like uh, I was in a conversation. We we're talking about uh, older movies that we had just seen for the first time. And I was like, "Oh, I just saw uh, Gosford Park and loved it." And someone laughed, and I got so mad. Like it's, it's like I didn't realize how much I loved it until I got this. It goes reaction. off so hard. Yeah. So I rented. I rented it in high school from the public library. Nice. Because I think I thought it was maybe like a very sincere version of what it is. Yes. And 20 minutes in, I was like 15 or 16. I was like, I don't get, I don't get this. I don't know what it is. Returned it. Yeah. And then I saw that they were doing it at Metrograph and Richard E. Grant was introducing it. I yes. love Richard E. Grant. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I should go see this. But it was at 1030 p.m. Again, I don't go out late. Yes. And I was like, am I going to stay awake through this? Like, I don't know <laughs> what this is going to be. And it was like the second it started, I was totally in rhythm with it. Oh, yeah. I've also seen more Altman movies now. Sure. So I yeah. just like, I get it. And it was yes. like a a thrill ride, a roller coaster. Absolutely, I thought it was going to be like something like like one of these uh, like British like droll romantic uh, yes. like coupling movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so not. It's so funny. Yeah, Maggie Smith is so funny. In oh it. my god, God, so rude. Did you see this? Uh, uh, I I feel like I know the answer. Did you see this documentary last year uh, called uh, uh, Nothing Like a Dame? No, like. I you know tea what it with is. the dames. Tea with the dames. No, I haven't. Yeah. I sort of. I think. I guess I'm saving it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I really do want to see it. It does not disappoint. Uh, but yeah. yes, Gosford Park, uh, incredible. Yeah. God, I, I was thinking about going to that too, but like I had something else that. Oh, and, uh, it was so fun. It was good. God. Uh, now with older stuff, if I can see it in like a repertory screen screening, I'd rather do that for sure than the laptop stuff. I feel like it's so hard for me to concentrate in my home at this point. Yeah, me too. Uh, where it's just like I'm just thinking about those dishes. Yeah, or <laughs> my bad like app games or whatever. Yeah, oh, bad. Anyway, <laughs> question number two. I'm ready. Say you are stricken ill. Okay. What show do you put on while you heal? You're on the couch. You've got soup. Chef's table. Okay. Yeah. 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 Every episode is the same damn episode. You know, <laughs> they all have such similar structures. I think it's very, really mellows me out. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is high stakes in that show. No. Do you do Great British Bake Off? Yeah, I used to, but I'm not caught up. Mm. I think I got a little burnt out on it. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I do, I do love that show. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched, yeah, I haven't watched any of the new seasons. Yeah. Me neither. But I, yeah. There's a very, uh, uh, specific itch that cooking shows just scratch mm-hmm. and that uh, boy do they do it in the right way totally yeah i've never watched chef's table though i love Would there's do. definitely good and bad ones yeah i mean they're all the same but there's just <laughs> one there's ones that i feel more partial to like whatever story they're attempting to build uh-huh and i love when i learn something new like uh they did a dessert mini series last year and they had like a sicilian guy who <laughs> makes granita uh-huh. And he's and they're like everyone in Sicily eats granita for breakfast, and I was like, they do. <laughs> they're like granita with brioche, and you're either an almond granita person or a lemon granita person. I was like, I don't know which I am. Like, <laughs> wow, I've never had to think about this before, and this is something people just live with. <laughs> so I love that element of it. Right? Yeah. Is that <clears throat> what do you what do you think are like the hallmarks of like the best the best Chef's Table episodes? Is it is it just like based on the individuals that happen to be in that one? 
Yeah, I think I love when the chefs don't seem too rude. Okay, yeah. When be they're nice. sort of doing like budget, sort of Bourdain things, where mm-hmm. they're like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, but the thing about Bourdain was like he did care so much, and oh, yeah. some of the like cooler chefs, I'm very unimpressed by. Yeah, yeah. Where or where I sense up. that they're like mean to their wives or to their spouses. <laughs> I don't like I don't like that, and I opt out immediately. Yeah, yeah. That's a good reason to. Mm-hmm. to, to no matter how cool the food is, right. <laughs> it's not worth it. No. Question three. What do you think the movie is that you've rewatched the most times? Uh, it's definitely either. It's probably very close between In the Loop, which for a long time was my favorite movie. And maybe yeah. just now I've seen it too many times. And mm-hmm. Magic Mike XXL. Oh, wow. Which I did see like eight times the year it came out. Did you really? Not all in theaters. No, no. But I just like kept seeing it again <laughs> within that first calendar year. Right on. That movie's great. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. It's got the Mamma Mia 2 thing where there's no laws anymore. Oh, sick. In it. It's very formless and they're really winging it. <laughs> and they repeat a lot of sequences they did in the first one, but just with a different, nicer tone. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Did you see Death of Stalin? Speaking of in the loop. Yeah. A little more lukewarm on Death of Stalin. Yeah. Yeah. I like parts of that movie and I like performances in that movie. That's how I feel. As yeah. a whole thing, I sort of do not think about it. No. I There there are some moments in it that I think are so, so funny and mm-hmm. good. Uh, but then there's like whole stretches where uh, just like nothing funny happens. I love the first like 15 minutes of Death of Stalin yeah. with the orchestra. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is like playing right into the kind of stuff that I like because I love classical music and I love the idea. Of oh, like, we haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah. Your other area of expertise. Yeah. It's not that. I mean, I was going to say it's not that interesting, but yeah, I came up doing like youth symphonies and stuff or okay, youth yeah. orchestras. So what did you play? I played percussion. Oh, okay. I was a timpanist. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I played a little bit of cello, too, okay. and I initially played piano. Okay. But this was like the only kind of music I knew for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have zero uh, uh, expertise in this uh, arena. Oh. But I will put on like uh, like the YouTube compilations of mm-hmm. composers to like work to. Totally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I love it. And so to see that in a, in a comedy movie is so great. And like, yeah. yeah, I'm always interested to see how like classical music is in film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would again. Would uh, recommend the Living Daylights uh, uh, with Timothy Dalton as James Bond. Uh, because I guess I gotta see this because the 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 love interest is like a, a cellist in the Bolshoi. Oh my god! It's like her whole thing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But like, she's also kind of a spy. That's great. They need to have jobs. The women <laughs> I agree. in the Bond movies. I agree. Yeah, yeah. They can't just be like this person's wife. Yeah, there's like they meet for the first time, and he goes, he says something like, like. I saw you with the Bolshoi. And then she's like intrigued. And he goes, it was exquisite. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I love Dalton. <laughs> no, me too. Such a weird, weird guy. Weird man. Weird yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, vaguely threatening in every scene. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Very intense energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timothy Dalton. Anyway. <clears throat> Question four. <clears throat> you find yourself in a casino. Okay. You look down in your hand. What's that? $200 worth of chips. Oh, my God. Which game do you play first? I'm playing poker. Hell yeah. But I'm I'm not good. Okay. I'm trying to get good right now. I'm learning. Oh, okay. So I think it's like if I have these $200, I don't know where they came from. Right. Why not? It didn't come from your bank account. That's all you know. Yeah. I'll play poker. Sure. 
Did I would Texas love- Hold'em? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I know how to do. America's game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, someone in, I'm doing an MFA program and someone else I'm in the program with plays poker and uh-huh. makes not bad money off of it. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, oh, should this be, sorry, should this be what I do make to make money? Room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be rad. It would be good. <laughs> I think I'm nowhere near good enough. No, it's going to take years. Yeah. And he's been playing for so long. Do you know that, um, the actor Toby Maguire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're shaking your head. Yeah. yeah. I know, but he's brute yeah. at poker. Yeah. Cause I saw Molly's game. Oh, yes. Yes. Which is like Michael Sarah plays Toby Maguire, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Crazy casting. Crazy. I mean, but perfect. I mean, I really like that movie. Apparently, that's where most of his income comes from now. Uh, Toby Maguire. Yeah. I ge- like, I guess so. It's the fun, like, knowing who that guy is, the fact that he is this ace poker player is. Maybe the funniest thing I know. So it's <laughs> like, so weird. When the Baz Luhrmann Great Gatsby came out, yes. I was like, Toby's going to have a comeback and I'm here for it. Uh-huh. Very weird opinion for like 22 uh-huh. year old me. But I was ready to see Toby come back and then he's really not very good in that movie. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess that's that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked his Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I did too. I like him. I don't really know that I've seen him in anything else. Uh, What was Sea Biscuit? Oh that's yeah, it. that's it. I haven't seen many. Fine in that. that. Sure. Yeah, remember I really Seabiscuit? truly barely remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, falling apart here at the end of the it's show. Okay. The final question. I'm ready. And the young person's radio guest questionnaire. What is the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I I cry at all sorts of dumb stuff. Oh yeah. I'm trying to think. Wow. That's such a good question. I have a new, this question is sort of an ongoing, uh, 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 journal for me as well. Sure. I have a new edition that happened yesterday. Yeah. Tell me. Um, I watched, uh, LeBron James does this talk show on HBO like mm-hmm. once every two months called The Shop. Yeah. Where it's like him and a bunch of other like athletes and like rappers and stuff just all talking about like issues. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like what is the, he's like, what's the difference? He's like, five of my f- best friends from high school are all doing like really well. And like the other five have like all been shot or like killed and somehow. And it's just like, what is the thing that keeps me in the, the alive and doing well group versus the, the getting shot and dying group. And he's like, I really think it's the only thing is the support system where like my mom and my neighbors and my community were like, we cannot let this kid fail. And I was like, this is the most moving. I teared up. I teared up immediately. Oh my God. But that's not, not dumb, I guess. LeBron is great. Yeah. I, was on. I took a long trip with my brother last summer, and we were sort of by the end like running out of things to talk about. And so, yeah. I, one dinner, I was just like, "Tell me everything about LeBron James." And <laughs> just let him just go off because I don't. I don't know. I don't really follow sports, yeah. but um, and I loved learning everything yeah. about him. I'm trying to. Th- what made me cry? I mean, I cry at movies and books. I do cry. I did cry rewatching Mamma Mia. Here we go again when they dance in the credits because oh, I yeah. think it's so comforting. It's so joyful. Yeah, it's so joyful. It's so nice. Trying to think if there's anything actively dumber than that. <laughs> um, that might be the dumbest in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good answer. I well, when I was home for winter break, I'm from Chicago, and I used to live in the city. Um, mm. I like cried so much on the train. Oh yeah, just like going from like seeing friends like hopping around, I would just like get on the train and start crying because I'd be like, it's so easy to get around. <laughs> Like, I really think it was more about just the ease of public transit there. That's so funny. Than it was just seeing people. I'm so lucky to have this. this <laughs> it's system. so functional. I always know when it's going to come. 
I get cell service. <laughs> That's probably it. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we are out of time. Wow. Fran Hoffner. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming. This was such a blast to I talk to you. I love to gab, yeah. yeah. This was so fun. Good, good. I'm glad you yeah. had a good time. Uh, any any uh, uh, last, where can people find you? You know, I'm on Twitter. Sure. Under my name. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Letterboxd. Oh, yes. You're, uh, this, I forgot to mention this in your intro, is your, uh, your, your, your uh, newsletter. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. a little cooking newsletter called Chomp Chomp, tinyletter.com slash Chomp Chomp, uh, <laughs> which was defunct for a while, but I'm trying to like kick back up again. Yeah. Yeah. I was eating like a student, so I wasn't updating it to be like, <laughs> today I had three s'mores Pop Tarts yes. and a bag of white cheddar popcorn <laughs> during class. Uh, now I'm trying to, now I'm trying to be good. Right. Yeah. Well, everybody should uh, check that out. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, you can find uh, us at uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Stick around for Two Thumbs Undecided coming in in mere moments and tune back in next week. Uh, In the meantime, have a great Sunday, everybody. Bye. Well, you wake up in the morning. You hear the work bell ring. And I march you to the table. You see the same.